Okay, episode three, Wing It Podcast at GooseDigital.com. Who do we have? Kevin Butler. Chris O'Neill. Michael Turksani. We're back. We're back. Okay, we swapped some, we swapped some seats. Okay. I feel like we don't, just did one Don't watch the two episodes back to back because you'll see that we're still here and the beer is out. Uh-oh. This is chocolate milk if this is in the screen. I don't know if it's in the screen. Um, all right. So, well, welcome, guys. We're here. Glad to be back. Thanks, Michael. Yeah, we're blasting through these now. Okay, this is content strategy in motion mm. in flight. Do we think this will be a shorter one? No. So <clears throat> we're just talking about CRMs. We're talking about um, organization, you know, the marketing automation platforms. You know, we're the marketing automation experts. That's our tagline, Kevin. Okay. Mm-hmm. You came up with that. It's genius. Genius, by the way. As marketing automation experts, as platforms that run on top of the CRM. So, you know, we talk to prospects that, you know, they don't want to move forward with a marketing automation solution uh, until their CRM is fully baked. Now, maybe they have one and it's not ready um, or they feel it's not ready. And it may not be. And it may not be. Or or they don't have anything. So they're like, well, how, how could we move? You know, how could we do... You know, we've got, we got, we have a customer list. It's in our ERP. Well, how could we move forward with marketing? So maybe, maybe we should sort of like explore that, you know, because sure. we've helped a number of organizations sort of unclog and start driving value in, you know, that in their journey for sort of year and a half, two years of their journey without kind of holding up um, or without putting a lot of emphasis necessarily in the CRM. But yeah, like I think one of the things when we talk to, to folks is, this idea of, well, what's the role that each plays, right? Mm-hmm. Most people will fundamentally understand and say, yeah, I understand that they make up a part or a portion of the MarTech stack, but what does that look like? So a lot of times that we'll, we'll tell customers, prospects, anyone that's really willing to listen, is this idea of the CRMs, the system of record where all data should be stored, sit, and reside in. And the marketing automation platform is the system of execution whereby you're using the data in the CRM mm-hmm. to do something with, right? To sure. engage not it's based on certain fields, criteria, whatever. Um, but to well, me, which anyways, by the way, that concept in and of itself, I don't know that every you know every person that we talk to really sees it that way, and that's a great way to put it. Like maybe oh, not. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. That that's why I'm investing in putting this data in the system. No, no, we had a one conversation reasons, this morning with actually one of our clients and, and they were, they were asking questions like, well, where should this data go versus that data? Should this go in CRM and this go in the marketing automation? And my, my answer personally, like what I believe is it should all go in the CRM hmm. and then go do something about it or with in the marketing automation platform. But you know, it's funny, like we talk a lot about nimble companies being able to execute quicker in order to sort of get ahead and drive you know, greater growth, but I feel for these, these businesses that have been around a lot longer because they have years upon years, right. in some cases, decades worth of data, whether it's in really old ERPs or CRMs or, or whatever the, the technology is. And it's like, how do you, how do you come from that? Like, how do you get it to a state where now you can start using it? But one of the things we see is organizations are trying to get creative with how they do that, where they say, you know what, we're just going to worry about lead data right now. Mm. We'll forego all the customer stuff we have. 20 years worth of customer data, we'll figure that out later. But in order to kind of move a bit forward or forward quicker, 
sure. we'll just tackle lead stuff now, put that through automation, give that a clean in the CRM, and then try to get to market with that, figure out customer stuff in another day. What's your take, Chris? Well, I think it's true that um, that there is some reluctance to kind of um, to kind of go in and uh, invest in another software. For some co- for some companies, they they are uh, they they look at at these as individual sort of products that mm-hmm. will sort of give me a particular return on my investment. So when somebody sold them a CRM, it was like, okay, so you know, here's what we have found is that people that are using you know XYZ CRM uh, are able to generate. X number of more sort of customer contacts or whatever. That's how those systems were sold. Okay. If those uh, if those numbers did not pan out, it becomes even more difficult to kind of come in with a new you know technology and say, listen, this is what we've found. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're able to sort of generate with. Mm-hmm. So really, it does have to start with a strategic discussion, and that's where where I think that um, that some organizations are ready for that strategic discussion to take all the software to take all the the uh, promises off the table and say what are we and what are we trying to do are we trying to um, you know sort of engage our existing customer base you know more fully are we trying to sort of just generate new uh, you know new New contact and leads and opportunities what what is it we're trying to do and from that point we can sort of take a look at what it is that they have in place, what it is that they might be looking at, and sort of help them carve out something to take them forward. Okay, but if so if you have, so okay, we, we go through that, and I think that you realize, let's, let's take maybe an example where, you know, they don't have a modern CRM. Okay. So they have a CRM. And maybe, you know, maybe, maybe it's considered modern in the sense that it's a new version of, a, of an SAP product, but it doesn't, maybe it doesn't integrate with sort of the marketing automation platforms easily, right? Or, or maybe it is just like more of a legacy CRM that, that really truly just is, you know, 15 years long in the tooth and people are using it and, you know, they, they, get, they get by. And now they want to do marketing automation. So they've looked at it and they said, well, geez, yeah, you know, but we can't do that. So then, they, you know, then we start talking to them. Mm-hmm. So we have the strategic conversation Oh, yeah. Okay. So, but do we need to change our CRM? You know, that's that's you know, if we're talking about changing our CRM now, well, this project's kind of going to need like, yeah, I concede your point. You know, can they ante up and say we're going to just blow blow all this stuff away? But, you know, are there are there in between states where they can mm-hmm. say, well, you know, to Kevin's point, you, know, you can use the systems to to a point and drive a lot of value. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I think it, it, it comes down to that strategic discussion and deciding, okay, so what is it that I, I, I need to do now? So there's a lot of uh, folks out there that have, that have you know, I, I think some of our CRM uh, partners call it sort of cutting the head off. So you sort mm-hmm. of start with, you know, you leave that, um, that uh, ERP or accounting system or whatever it is in place, you cut off everything else, and then you plop the CRM on top of that. And it's kind of like, okay, we don't have to re- reinvent the wheel all the way back to accounts. Right. We can basically leave that part in, uh, that, that in place. We're not going to get a whole lot more efficiencies uh, in the short term out of changing uh, like, a, uh, like an accounting system. Mm-hmm. So let's let's focus on where we're interacting with our customers yes. and partners and mm-hmm. focus on that area. Okay. So now, now, so I, I, I agree with that, but it's a slippery slope because what if you just, it's so easy to say, well, 
we'll take a sliver of it, do that. But it's like, there's got to be at the same time, a long-term plan to getting the rest of the business there. Cause then what happens is three years goes by pretty quick. And now you've got two different databases going on and it's going to get even harder well, that, now to well, get that, to ideal We state. just talked about the CRM and, and, and you know, it's cutting the head off and saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. What if, what if you said, well, we can't really cut, you know, cutting the head off isn't, isn't practical for us, or, or we are in a system that sort of totally fully meets our needs from a CRM perspective, but we, we want to do marketing automation. And, and I, you know, I think that there's a lot of those that we've been talking to where they're, where they're like, well, we can't really do anything with marketing automation for a year and a half because, you know, this and that, and eventually we got to change it where then we come along and say, well, well, maybe we can, you know, maybe we can pull the data that you have um, strategically, like still have a strategic lens to the approach, um, get you working marketing automation, leveraging the data that's there in your CRM, and then you know manage their expectations that potentially in a year and a half from now, whatever that time frame happens to be, you may hit a wall where your CRM now should evolve. I think that's kind of the area where, you know, if you can find someone that's willing to forego their their CRM and just, like to your point, cut the head off, go from CRM marketing automation, then, you know, there's a lot of options. You can bring in a salesforce.com with a marketing cloud or a Pardot and get boom, you know, do kind of both, both at the same time. What would you say is, so we're not like this enterprise that's been around for 20 years, but you're the CEO. What if I came to you today and said, we need to redo the entire CRM and marketing automation stack. And it's gonna take five or six months and a considerable lot of money to do it. Like what would you say if I said that now? Well I think what we you know, I think what we would say is, you know, to your Chris's point, you know, what what are we gonna get out of it? What's what are the, we gonna be? What are we gonna be? Where where does that gonna take us? Right? If you said, you know, we're gonna do this for six months because it's gonna create X amount of growth and here's why, right? And we could see a three year return or whatever that money happens to look like. But if it made sense from a plan perspective, then you could say, oh, okay. And that fits our current marketing. But if you said there's really no guarantees and it's a major disruption and, you know, a few hundred thousand, five hundred thousand well, dollars, you, you might be very leery, right? I think it's interesting because I think that very, um, that very response is what a lot of folks and organizations out there are dealing with, right? Because they, they can probably see a path where they can say, well, it'd be easier to do a lot of things. And we could probably do things like marketing outreaches sure. better, easier, more dynamic, more personalized, go down the list. And you can probably even get to a place where you say, and I could see how that could give us a bit of a lift in sales, conversions, whatever that looks like for one's business. But it's like, you still have to take that leap of faith and say, I believe this would lead to good things, right? It's hard to really say, to your point off the top about CRMs, it's what does that really get you? Yeah, you don't you don't engage your customer by you know implementing a CRM. Right. I think you know if you understand what your audience is is looking for or what it is that your audience is, then that helps I think to uh, inform you know the rest of your strategy because you know there's there's no point in kind of putting in another um, you know. A station wagon, right? There's no, there's no point. In, there's no point in, in 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 putting another one in the garage when uh, when you know you really need to be across town, you know, in front of your customer. So, yeah. you know, I mm -hmm. think if I think it, the the start of it is to accept that, or you know, it, I think I feel like, you know, 
if you accept that your customer is going to be looking for solutions uh, and you know that they're going to be looking for those solutions online or in their email or whatever, um, and all those, the, you know, the, the ways that you are able to um, attract attention mm -hmm. um, using those those forms, then that's where you start because that's where all of your uh, communication with your customers is going to is going to, to to drive. If you need to sort of replatform everything in order to in, in order to make that happen, well, I guess you do, but. It seems to me like there's a lot of, of, of choices to be made, and I think there are those out there that feel, well, can't really do that because we've got this, you know, 20-year-old uh, ERP and, it, and yeah. we can't do anything. And, and, you know, I think you could say there's marketing automation, so that's where I wanted to get to. I mean, I think uh, you're right. You could you could cut the head off, keep the accounting. You see a world, readopt the CRM in, in, a new, in a new modern platform, that has the marketing automation easily turnkeyed into that um, and, and go deploy that strategy. Close the deal, goes into the accounting system, and, and that's kind of how you would mm -hmm. do it. And a lot of our customers are actually doing and just they, that. And they're doing that, right? Or you could say, well, you know, your, your current CRM, you know, because not all CRMs, you know, maybe have what you would need to activate the marketing automation, to your point, Kevin, you know, put that data into action. So if you said, actually, mm -hmm. you know, your CRM really does. You know, for all intents and purposes, it has all the data that we would ever need to drive probably campaigns for the better part of three years. Yeah, it's archaic and it's not going to be, you know, maybe the best interface for a millennial to come in and use, but it has everything. I'm actually glad you said that because it's true. I think, you know, last episode we talked about that sort of big bang thing, getting mm -hmm. everything so rock solid, perfect, and then you can start to prep things is a lot of the times we, we look at it and we say, well... What's the purpose? What are you trying to do? What can you do with the data that exists? You don't need a 2018 system yeah. necessarily to be able to do that. And maybe there's a bit of um, sort of side work that's going to go on or little things that have to do in order to get to a state where you can go and do something creative. But generally speaking, even an outdated CRM, provided the contacts are up to date, will give you enough to work with where you can run yeah. targeted campaigns against them. Yeah, and that was so. Then I think you, you know, your platform choice for map, for marketing automation might be different. You know, maybe right. you're not going with a Salesforce marketing cloud or Pardot because, well, that that won't integrate with your system necessarily very easily. Maybe you go with one of the other standalone platforms that are, you know, a little bit more standalone, if you will, or portable on their own to develop that strategy. Mm -hmm. And that's where I, I think you know, in the past with IT may really put up those walls and say, well, hold on, like it's got to be perfect or it's got to be this, it's got to be that. Um, maybe there isn't a CMO that has a lot of experience sort of driving an integrated CRM map upgrade path, which we've talked to some clients about recently, just clearly have a strategy and yet maps the third wheel or the third phase, but it's all mapped out, it's going to happen. But a lot of organizations feel sort of paralyzed because they're like, well, my IT is telling me one thing, I really can't do anything. My marketing team just doesn't have the skills to be able to navigate right. that type of conversation. God forbid we were to allow them to have a marketing automation platform. Things would just go totally sideways. And that's where, you know, obviously we come in is to be able to coach an organization. Say, well, you know, you know we're not going to go, we're not going to go rogue off to the side. Mm -hmm. You know, there'll mm -hmm. be controls and governance around this data. But at the end of the day, the business needs to grow. You know, the business needs to, we need to add value back into this business. We need to drive our strategies which, are, which nowadays are fairly well known, 
you know. I can't imagine if I'm a CMO joining a new organization, I can't imagine it would take longer than about 15 minutes and a cup of coffee on my first day to ask questions about the CRM, the state of the data, and how can we use what we have in order to get going. Yeah, exactly. I just couldn't imagine any other way. Now, if there's various roadblocks internally, whether it's people or tools or a combination of both, that's one thing. Because I feel for, in that example, a lot, like significantly larger organizations, maybe they have um, different companies within, different sort of siloed operations, whatever, and sure. all of a sudden, you know, you got the, I don't know, the other business over here saying, whoa, 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 the CMO wants to do what with my business? Yeah. Like if you think of like a CGI, they have like 100 different organizations. Imagine the CGI CMO now is saying, well, I want to do this here and this here. And they're like, what? Yeah. Well, I yeah. think that's, that's why the CMO is starting to have a, a larger, you know, sort of position at the table because, you know, they're coming in and... Well, and, I thought they were the know. largest. <laughs> <laughs> I thought marketers ran the whole thing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah well, that's new. <laughs> Speaking from the millennial, right? Yeah. So, yeah. That's that's new, Kev. You know, sorry. Uh, sorry but, to break it to you. But that... <laughs> Definitely, uh, definitely with a, a larger seat of the table needing to kind of bring it all together. So they're really the they're they're really running the party. I mean, they they if they if they can walk in and and articulate how much power that uh, that marketing stack can have in terms of engagement with the customer, mm -hmm. game over. Yeah, and and to be able to you know I would say responsibly go into the IT infrastructure and and. Uh, negotiate and, and integrate slash and burn right the environment so that you're not just going rogue right I mean part of the reason why in, in that presentation that you, you just saw the reins being pulled back in by the CEOs and the boards around this marketing is because they're spending a lot on tech that isn't necessarily being managed to the rigor that traditional IT or IT departments would would run. Now they, you know, a pendulum kind of swung way maybe to the to the side of IT, you know, too far because we, we can't get what we need done in a reasonable amount of time. Right, but, but either but, CFOs or CEOs are saying, okay, we spent a lot of money. What is this actually? But doing? you can't go all the way to the other end of the spectrum mm -hmm. in the sense that well, we got you know marketers plucking our data and emailing it to other people and you know, setting up databases all over the place, right? So it's somewhere in the middle, which is now this, this is what we're talking you about. You know, as a side note, like, you know, something that you saw, I think a bit more like in the 80s and 90s was a lot of the time you'd see organizations and CEOs would naturally come up through the, through mm -hmm. the organization, usually with a financial pedigree mm -hmm. as a means to run a corporation properly. I wonder if like the new way of it is like now you got the marketers, right? Because they're owning so much more of the life cycle and they're really driving a lot of this growth, not only from programs and, and sort of campaigns but also now from a technology perspective and how much of the org it touches from awareness all the way through to sales and then into customer mm. so i wonder like you know in 20 years we say most ceos now have a background in marketing as opposed to like wait is kevin is kevin he's trying to take the, the ascent has begun yeah. yeah is he trying to take, take my job is like that... tune in next week to see is if turk sandy still has a job yeah yeah <laughs> I wonder if I'm going to be the CEO. Well, you have a marketing background. Yeah, you're you're a marketing first guy, so I think yeah. you're safe. No, yeah, that's true. Whew. God, I was worried about that. Should we end All it right. here as a cliffhanger? Like, see if Yeah, I mean, there's a time. good chance that I'm not here next episode, right? And Kevin's just, he's... Good luck, Kevin. Yeah. I don't want to tip my hand, but uh, yeah. wait and see. But, you know, that's a good line for a sales pitch, just a quick sidebar before we end. Like, to me, that would really 
build on the ego of the CMO if we're in the room. Like, you know what? You're, you're CEO material. You know what? You should be running this place. Like, I feel like or our tagline. It's like moving your marketing program for it. It's like helping you Become rise a... to CEO. <laughs> yeah, helping you rise. Yeah, that. All right, this is going down fast. All right, episode three, four, three, three, three. Okay, we're done. See, See you next time. See if Mike's here in episode four. Done. Thank you.